This is Y-Tune Shuffle. Y-Tune Shuffle, it's the music that informs our lives. The rules here are that there are no rules other than just bring in your music, mm. hit play. And then we get to pick your brain about why those songs. Welcome to Y-Tune Shuffle, a celebration of the music that inspires our lives. With your host, comedian and radio personality Maggie Mayfield and Hollywood's secret weapon, David Earl Waterman. This is Y-Tune Shuffle. Y-Tune Shuffle is back and I'm excited. Me too. Uh, <laughs> this is awesome. It's a freaking gorgeous yeah. Sunday afternoon. I'm Maggie Mayfield, your host with my co-host David Earl Waterman, a.k.a. Hollywood secret weapon. Hi, listeners. <laughs> Hi, listeners. I, I love that you think there's more than like one. I can dream. I need I to. still, yeah. And today, to kick off, what is this, season four now? Season four. Oh my God, I'm so excited in the studio. Dark Mark. Dark Mark, fellow oh, podcaster. Hello. Can we call you Dark Mark or do you prefer? No, you can call me Dark Mark. It's very confusing because uh, my real name is Mark White. On Facebook, my real name is on there, but uh, my stage name is Dark Mark. Mm-hmm. On Facebook, they used to, I used to have goth comedian Mark White. So then I would do shows and people would, would like announce me as goth comedian Dark Mark White and like. I, nobody can get it. Just call me Dark Mark. It's easy. It's simple. It's and it rhymes. You would think so. People I, like that. I would think that that they would, but they don't. There's a whole. People want to call me by my real name. People want to call me. I, uh, somebody introduced me as Goth Mark. I mean, people just can't get get it straight. I googled Goth Goth comedian, yeah. and someone from like America's Got Talent came up. No, I know that guy. Uh, that's um, uh, Oliver Graves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah uh, we we're, uh, he actually when he, he first started a couple years ago, mm-hmm. and when he did, he he tweeted me, and he's like. Uh, I thought I was the only one. I'm like, no, you're not. <laughs> but we, we 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 come to be friends. He's 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 a real nice guy, very talented, very different act because his very Mitch Hedberg sort of laid back oh. sort of kind of thing. Yeah. And mine, as you've seen, is a, a little more aggressive. Yeah, but also vulnerable and sweet at the same time. A little more introspective too. Yeah. Yeah. So you run a podcast in town. It's called the Dark Mark Show. Yes, I do. On Renegade Radio. Yes. And then you also run a show called. The Dark Mark Variety Show. Yeah, and people get those confused too because Renegade Radio on their website called the Dark Mark Show, the Dark Mark Variety Show, which is not it's the oh. dark, yeah, but yeah, <laughs> I, I do a show uh, in in North Hollywood at the California Institute of Abnormal Arts. Have you ever been there? No, what? no. Oh, you've been there because you performed there. The California the CIA, please. The CIA. That's what CIA ah! stands for. California <laughs> Institute. Okay. Um, I didn't uh, Maggie killed when she did our show. I was going to ask her to be on the new show, the next show on April twenty seventh. I'm we're, there. Yep. Okay, okay. Well, this is our classroom. This is where we learn stuff. We're not here to, you know, that's tell a, you, yeah, that's educate actually, us. That's actually just down the street. It's very close. It's on uh, Burbank and uh, on Laurel Canyon, mm-hmm. right? And because uh, I know you're from the valley, so you know that area. Right? I, I lived in the valley. I, we presently live in Venice now. We moved recently, oh, as did you. Yeah, I, I so moved. We're all moving around. I escaped the valley. I'm, I'm living in Los Feliz now, and that's why I'm growing the full beard now, so I can. Living the hipsters, yes. Good idea. <laughs> what what about this culinary institute? It's a California, California Institute of Abnormal Arts. And are you did you start it? No, I did not. Uh my friend Carl Cruz started it. Okay. And it's been there for a long time. Now they have a big banner out front so you can see mm-hmm. that it's there. Carl Crew, who who was uh actually oh, my stalker. Uh, and I'm not kidding. You got a stalker. What happened, Wait, ladies and gentlemen, what? is the cell phone just lit up, and, and the Dark cell phone Mark paused. Is, the cell phone is going off now. And he looked at both of us, and he said with a very pensive look on his face, "My stalker." 
and I'm not kidding. And we're, you were just going to brush over that like it was no big deal. Yeah, so we got to. Do, do you want to talk about the stalker or California Institute? We got time, Arts? right? We okay. got time. Yeah, we got time. We'll go back okay. to the. Let's just finish California, then go to stalker. So your friend Carl started this. Mm-hmm. Friend Carl. Carl Crew was an actor in the 80s mm-hmm. who was in the uh, horror movies Blood Diner. Oh. And he wrote, directed, and starred in. The Secret Life of Jeffrey Dahmer, which is in the early 90s. No kidding. Yeah, and uh, he played Jeffrey Dahmer. And uh, how I discovered this place, they used to play like old bad movies, like Plan 9 from Outer Space and like old science fiction movies. I was like, I got to check this place out. And I went there, and they, it, it's like a carnival. It's, 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 you've never seen anything like it. Uh, 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 Rob Zombie took the design for House of a Thousand Corpses from the stage design. They have... Shrunken heads, severed arms on display. They have a dead clown. It's crazy. It's a, it's the craziest place you've ever seen. The stage is amazing. The mm-hmm. sound is terrific, and the crowd, just the energy there is, is 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 just weird. Cool, but great. And what night is your show there? Well, I'm doing a show. I do it every couple months. I'm doing the next show will be Saturday, April 27th. Uh, that's one one three three four Burbank Boulevard. But uh, Carl's a great. Uh, Carl's, I believe, his grandfather is one of the biggest Bigfoot experts. He used to be a mortician. What? This guy. No, if you want him on your show, we can. I can. I can, <laughs> I can hook this up. I'm sure he's got some crazy five songs. Yeah. So, but uh, and I just I've met so many great people through him, and through doing shows there. It's just it's a it's an amazing place. It was all pitch black for years. I know people that lived like literally down the street that had no idea this place was there. Because there's a Denny's there. There's mm-hmm. a Mexican restaurant there. Right. And there's residential houses, and they didn't used to have it really well painted and well uh where you could see it on the outside now they do now they have whole marquee and they've really uh, upgraded it and it's like a chinatown theme now it's old chinatown it's very amazing and there's and- like a giant like clown mouth that it looks like you're walking into yes right? yeah. well, when you walk in there's a clown mouth that you walk into. it's pretty cool a multimedia stage performance space right not only that um the movie repo the genetic opera i don't know if you've if you, if you've seen that no I recommend you see it because it's got the weirdest cast I've ever seen in a movie. <laughs> Paul Servino, Sarah Brightman, the elite singer Skinny Puppy, the industrial band Ogre, Paris Hilton. What? And the guy from House uh, from uh, the Devil's Rejects, uh, they all sing in one scene. What? It's an amazing it's it's a musical about people that repossess bodies. It's it's pretty gross if you're not if you, if you don't like gross things but it, but it's an amazing cast and, and it was like, when it was put when it was put out in theaters it was put out in like thirty theaters mm-hmm. the critics destroyed it because mm-hmm. it was like right at the uh, Paris Hilton's in it stinks yeah. kind of thing yeah and then uh, it just disappeared and on video it became became a big hit they workshopped that at the CIA cool and the guy nice. who directed it directed uh, Saw two three and four I believe like mm-hmm. he directed some Saw Saw sequels and also the Band uh, Haim was on Graham Norton's show in England and said the first show we ever did was the CIA. Wow. And they talked about how, you know, there's a, there was a dead clown and all this stuff. And Graham Norton's like, that sounds horrible. I'm like, uh, well, it, it, if you put it like that, maybe it does. But uh, yeah. but they've gone they've gone up to, to big success. And I'm here at iHeartRadio uh, with you guys. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're a part of on it. On the Y2 yeah. Shuffle. Well, yeah, well, there you go. The Y2s and the Shuffle. Yes. So California... 
Institute for Abnormal of Abnormal Ab- Abnormal Arts. Yeah. What's your show about? What do you look for when you want to book your show? Uh, the the weirdest variety of acts I can get. He and he does a fantastic job. I'm available because I have. Uh, <laughs> what's your act? I uh, do drag. Donna B. Reynolds. She's a, a housewife, kind of based on the Sally Field character. You're in. And my mom. <laughs> and uh, I, I channel my mom a little bit and Sally Field a little bit mm-hmm. and uh, Dame Edna a lot. Let's hear that. I, uh, I'd love so, to hear that. <clears throat> Donna B. Yeah, Donna B. Donna B. Reynolds. Oh, wow. Uh, she'd be happy to be on, on the program right now. Oh. Yeah. That's good. It's a, Well, it's nice. to like I love music and I love <laughs> Maggie. That's great. Dave scares me a little bit, but mm-hmm. yeah. So she does stand up, and she kind of goes out of. You're you're yeah. in. You're okay. in. You're in. Because uh, when yes. that, when Maggie self promotion, <laughs> when Maggie did the show, and she was fantastic. We had a lot of great comedians. We had two. Uh, we had two transsexual comedians. We had Amazon Eve, who was on yeah. American Horror Story, and Jamie Gendron, who was great. Uh, we had uh, we had a, a band, uh, Many of Odd Nature, uh, somebody I've known for years. Charlie it was a, a hard rock kind of goth band and they were they were terrific we had two bands at the end that were terrific and i'm trying to think who we uh but we've had like we always put like stunt weird like last time last time i did the show we had my friend uh dakota the bearded lady and Mm. she put a mousetrap on her tongue and did all sorts of other stuff oh my god i'm there yeah Yeah. when i was there you had a magician and he had a dove that's right that's right we had michael vile the magician and he and that dove pooped on stage wow I couldn't stop so tweeting you, about it. Did it was you have amazing. to follow him? Did you? Did you? Step uh, I in did. Bullet? I was immediately after him. Oh, I'm sorry amazing. about that. So you they call that implopovation. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> he bring, and, and thanks, he, thanks for the courtesy. <laughs> are you from California? And he brings that stuff everywhere. He was on my show uh, last year with Diane Franklin, who was on, yeah. who was in Better Off Dead and Last American Virgin. And he put out the dove. She said it was the best, the most fun show she's ever been on. Yeah. Same. I'm not from California. Where are you from? New York. Originally. But, uh, uh, but Queens. We, but we moved when I was three, so uh, I don't claim it. You brought the accent well, with you. Apparently. Well, i just hanging out with my parents and my relatives, apparently. But uh, we, I was born in Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. So you were I guess you were one borough off. I was. Mm-hmm. I'm guessing. I don't mm-hmm. even know. <laughs> I haven't been to New York in a while. <laughs> I haven't been to New York in a while, and I don't claim it. My sister really is is like, yeah, I'm from New York. But I'm like, you're not, you're not, you're not really. But we moved to Florida. Mm. We moved, And then uh, the best, um, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, my parents, we took a road trip uh, from Florida. For, when we lived in Miami, Florida, we lived in Florida, Fort Lauderdale, too. We lived in Miami, Florida. We actually lived in Miami, Florida when it was, uh, yeah, uh, our neighborhood wasn't the best. Uh, mm-hmm. Some drug dealers were next door, and my parents were like, this is not the safest place to raise our kids. Got a motorhome. And at the time, I didn't. I, I was really not into this, but I it, uh, now that I'm an adult, I, I, I think it was – the greatest thing that could have happened. Got a motorhome and drove across country. The uh, with goal, your family? Mm-hmm. The four of us. Wow. I was like in sixth grade though, so I was like, eh, I don't want to move, and I don't want to. Just like over a summer, or like that was your yeah. life. Oh, okay. uh, for a little more than the summer, it's probably four or five months. And my father, uh, he collects antiques, collectibles, and would sell them at the swap meet. And now he's kind of. Um, He's kind of pared it down to he re- mainly deals knives at gun shows and he sells a lot of antique books. It's kind of narrowed down, but he's always got like he's always sold at the swap meet. So we basically did the swap meet tour mm. of America and just kind of went from town to town. Obviously, if we were in a town where my re- you know there were relatives or friends, we would go there. But we would go to whatever swap meet was there, and that's how they would get money. 
and real know, gypsy kind of mm-hmm. living. Like it's a very kind of gypsy life for a while. What years were these? Uh, these were you know the early nineties. Early nineties. Yeah. You must really appreciate a shower. <laughs> like, oh, I do. Oh, I do. Oh, yeah. no. <laughs> well, now that's an interesting question when it comes to RV living because yeah. people that don't have a lot of money, like my wife and myself, actually were having a discussion today about the possibility of buying a backup living situation, which would be a medium-sized RV. Right. She and her daughter, my stepdaughter, take really long showers. Right. So there's a way, I said, we'd have to bucket up the water and do kind of like a, an Asian sponge bath. Right. Yeah. Well, the the times that we actually... Uh, went to KOAs or, mm-hmm. or campgrounds. We were very happy because yeah. They, oh yeah, there you go. we could use their showers and we can go as <laughs> yeah. long as they want. Yeah. Even yeah. though you know we're sharing the showers, but yeah. and, and that was actually um, when we were in Colorado, and uh, there was a time where this it was so windy. We lived in we we actually to finish the story. We were, we were on our way to California. That was the, that was the goal. Mm-hmm. Okay, and we eventually made it. But uh, at the, there was a couple years where we. we we're in Colorado. First, Loveland, Colorado, and then Denver, Colorado. Mm-hmm. Now, Loveland, Colorado was probably my peak of popularity. I was in seventh grade. Um, before then, I was very antisocial, very nerdy, which now would be go- would be good. Back then, it was like you know, mm-hmm. I was just burying my head in books, and I didn't want to socialize. Got beat up a lot, and you know that kind of thing. Seventh grade, I kind of discovered girls, and sort of, you know, you you, you know, you guys know what. It, so, kind of got a little <laughs> social and. And it was a small town, so I was kind of like a you know big town guy in a small town, and I was I was uh, suddenly somewhat popular, I guess, and definitely somewhat social, which my uh, my academia went from uh, straight A's to, you know, B's. That and I can relate to. Yeah, yeah. same. Yeah, yeah I I, sh- I wish I was I kept antisocial. In retrospect, I should have kept antisocial until <laughs> I was out of college and then had a social life because I, I you know. It did, I didn't. Uh, I didn't get any action until after college, anyway. So what, what's the point? But anyway, so <laughs> I was uh, seventh grade. So anyway, we there was a there was a windstorm in in Loveland, Colorado, that was so windy, and you're in a motorhome, <gasps> and it's swaying back and forth, back and forth. I just remember this night. Oh my god! Where everybody in the campground basically huddled into the bathroom because everybody's motorhome was was swaying, and it was just. We all just kind of hunkered down there. In the bathroom. In the Midwest, they have like Walmart bathrooms are like tornado safety areas. Right. So this is kind of one of those things. So so that was, that was, that's, that's the bad side of RV living. Uh, But yeah, you know, uh, but yeah, if you're going to do that uh, with your, you know, well, you definitely want to, you know, at least every three, four days. Get to a campground where you can get a nice shower. I've got it scoped out 100%. She's she's on board now, but she has no idea what it would really entail. But I, I, I divert, you know. It's and, just a, yeah, I didn't mean to interrupt, but yeah. you have to clean the septic tank because she's not going to do it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, you ready for that? I won't even clean the cat box, so I don't know if I can. Septic tank is worse than the cat box, let I me tell you. It is. Oh, well, boy, oh, boy. It's an option. It's an option. Not it, a done deal. I've, trust me, I've thought about it myself. A uh, friend of ours, uh, um, a French accent, lives in, in an RV. Uh, who's a who's a comic? It's happening more and more and more. Yeah. But in your situation, your dad, mom, everybody's like, we're going to California mm-hmm. via swap meets. What was the music like in that RV crossing the country? Do you remember the songs? Uh, honestly, like, it yeah. was it was mainly top forty, top forty, top wow. forty. Yeah. Just kind of like they would listen to top forty. My top forty in classic rock. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh, it was kind of what, what my what my parents were into. Mm-hmm. I mean, they were into they were into the classic rock, but they would play play the top forty. I remember 
hearing, and I think Casey Kasem was still doing it at the time. The yeah. American Top 40, yeah. For sure. Yeah, yeah, just just listening to that, you know. So that was that was kind of, they would just kind of play, the, you know, just play that, that type of music. Now, I, I just went on a trip, actually, I just went to uh, Las Vegas with, with, the, with uh, my, it was the four of us, the, uh, once again, uh, it was, it was a sad occasion, though. It was, uh, it was uh, my, my Aunt Laura passed away, mm-hmm. and, uh, and God bless her soul, but we all went to the wake. And so I had I picked them up um, and and uh, and dropped them off. Um, just um, you know, uh, didn't want my parents to you know they're in their seventies. I don't want sure. them to drive that far. And uh, so so we all went. And uh, I've got a title on my phone. I actually I've had streaming music, free streaming music for almost a year now, which is great. Yeah, free streaming music. How? Yeah. Uh, well, I had. <laughs> I, I tell the story a lot, and and, and uh, I had uh, Spotify. I had a three three month trial to Spotify, yeah, which was great. Yeah, yeah. And then I like I got a thing that was like, oh, try three months of Apple Music. So I was like, okay, try three months of Apple Music. And then I got six months of Tidal. I've never even heard of that one. That's no, Tidal crazy. is a Jay Z started oh, that. Okay, and I think Sprint bought some of it, and I've got like a Sprint phone, so you get yeah a six months free of Tidal. So and it's uh, it's it's great. Free <laughs> I music. Uh, but you know, I've bought, bought so many tapes and CDs and yeah. records over the years. Uh, you know, I don't feel guilty getting yeah. free music no. for a yeah, year. Yeah. No, when the trip to Vegas was like a reminiscent of that music-wise. Not really. No, a- actually, that was the weird thing about it because uh, I uh, everybody's musical taste has changed a bit. Mm-hmm. I mean, they still everybody still likes the core artists they like, but uh, I gave it to my father. My father was in the passenger seat. I'm like, here it is. Uh, you know, and uh, he, uh, it was a lot of 60 Souls, what, mm. what he played. Mm. And some Bob Dylan, too. He's into Bob Dylan. And the funniest thing is my my, uh, my dad was a huge Bruce Springsteen fan. Mm-hmm. His whole life. Loved Springsteen. And then when we drove out, he's like, you know what? Um, he's like, Mark, you're right. I got this. Uh, uh, Bruce Springsteen stinks. He's like, you're right. <laughs> After all these years, I realized it. I'm like, What? I, and I don't want I don't want him not to enjoy it, but he's like, yeah, I just I'm not into him anymore. I don't like him. Oh my god, wow. you got in his head! Wow. I, right, so- I hope it wasn't me. I hope it was just like uh, thing. But he's yeah, he's. Uh, I guess he's really on the Dylan kick now. Even like the Dylan singing the Frank Sinatra and stuff. Oh yeah, that's cool. With, yeah. I, I I don't know. I mean, I like I. For me, Dylan, it's the wordplay. It's not the singing. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's not the. I can't imagine you. Not in the, I can't. I can't imagine that. You know. <laughs> I'm trying to think. Yeah. If, have you ever? Just had a, the way you look. You know, I can't. No, it's not the singing. But I think, like, I've expanded my musical taste, but I can't think off the top of my head who did I x out. Like, eh, no, no more. Like Sticks, maybe. I like Sticks for a while. I don't know if yeah. I really like to hear Sticks now. I don't yeah, know. I bet if you heard Sticks, you would, you would get a nostalgic vibe. Probably, out of it. I, I, yeah. I, I, I have. I, what yeah. you, what you, has there been somebody that you, you, you xed out? I don't like him anymore. It's actually really funny you say that because um, Ace of Base came on on K Rock the other yeah. night, and I was super excited, and I was like, <laughs> on K Rock, yeah, they were doing like rock and beats, so it was all remixed. I was like, oh man, I used to love that tape. Well, K Rock has changed. Well, it was like late at night, and they did like a remix. It right. was very, very cool, and so I was like, I want to listen to Ace, of... and then I listened to it. I was like, this That's isn't as, this isn't as good. As I remember it, like yeah. it's not musically as mm. good, nostalgic for sure. But right, no, I I know, I know what you mean. It's yeah. um, all oh, that she wants is another baby. Yeah. Nah, I don't like it either anymore. <laughs> I like I, I didn't like, like it much then. then. But, yeah. <laughs> but wow. all right. So before we get into your songs, Mark, who's the stalker? Where did that come from? Yeah. Okay, well, fast forward 2019. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
Uh, she'll be thrilled. I know she's going to listen to this, so she's going to be thrilled to, she, that I'm mentioning her. I'm not going to mention her name, but I did a show last week in Costa Mesa. Uh-huh. And the show went really Anchor Bar? No, no, no. Okay. It was it was at, at an art gallery. It's called the Machine Art Gallery or something. Okay. And yeah. Actually, our friend Mike Miratori put it on. It was uh, it was a really good show. Great crowd. Got to do over an hour. It was fantastic. Wow. It was, just, and it was funny because I followed, I forget who I followed, but he was great. I was like, hmm. And it took me it took me a couple minutes to get the crowd yeah. on my vibe. But, uh, man, they at the end, they were just vibing with everything I was saying. Nice. Yay. And... Um, you know, I and and you've seen. I have a I have a bit about how um, you know women. If you want to have the best sex you ever had in your life, um, you know, have sex with an ugly man, because <laughs> we try harder. And uh, that's all I'm going to say about that. But anyway, this woman yeah. took it literally, and literally the next day she's like, I- "I'm in Hollywood." Oh, it's like she's messaging me on on on. Uh, I didn't give her n- my number or anything. She's messaging me on on uh, Facebook. Well, she had me on Facebook. Yeah. It's like, okay, yeah, good. You know, you're a fan, and I'll let you know about the future So this show. is new. This is last week. And wait, so Saturday, she's like, uh, you know, um, I'll... Uh... <laughs> no, no, she's like, uh, uh, I'm in Hollywood. You want to meet me? I'm like, well, and I was out and about, and, you know, where do you live? And, blah, blah, blah. and then so uh, like by the time I got back home, it was like 9 o'clock, and, and I'm like, well... You know, I uh, I don't know what I'm doing tonight. And she's like, uh, well, you know, I've been waiting in my car for an, for an hour and a half waiting for you to say yes. Ew. Uh, I th- I'm thinking, dude. <laughs> what totally different She's a married woman getting out of a bad marriage. Oh, yeah. Extra. And then, yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, and then okay. she just starts sending me, you know, start, you know, the nude pictures and everything else. And. I'm just, I, and I'm just like, uh, she's, she, you know, I, I'm still unpacking at my new place, and she's like, she wanted uh, to come over. No, she's like, I'll help you unpack. I'm like, no, no. and uh, you know, and then she's 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 alternating messaging me on my my main profile and my dark mark comedy profile, and then like, you know, she's she's going back and forth. The whole weekend is like this, and I was just like, and it's like, um, and trust me, I I actually. Uh, it, it, it's something I could use the release if you if you know what I'm saying. I know exactly. What I know you're you're exactly. I know you exactly. You know what I'm saying. What uh-huh. But yeah. I was actually on a podcast last week and saying how I needed to reset my numbers, mm-hmm. and I was like, uh, and, and this would be the perfect opportunity to do so. But I just, it, it's just a bad situation. I just don't. I, I just, you know, thing, if your if heart's it, saying, "Be a friend," that's an admirable thing. If your heart is saying, "Hey, I like you're a fan, and this might not be a great idea," you're you're as manly as it gets. That's like even better than Here, here's scoring. What my, here, here's what my heart's saying. She, <laughs> I walked into that. If she's like this now, wait till I, you know, work oh. my magic. Oh. I will never get rid of her. Right. And <laughs> it's not that funny. But no, that's like. <laughs> We'll defer to the female in the room. Uh, that's 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 funny. That's good thing. That's funny, but you know what I'm saying. She's like she's this stalkery in anticipation. Yeah. No, I know. Yeah, and then when I work my magic, forget it. Yeah. I'll never get rid of her. Yeah. And, and, Two know, in a studio I'll is be break, tight. Break, Two in a studio is tight. We breaking up, breaking up a marriage and the whole thing. Well, it looks like the marriage is over anyway. But yeah, it's and like, then over till the ink is dry. Yeah. So she's like, I'll get a hotel, and I was like, maybe, and then it's like. And to, to the point where she just like randomly, uh, randomly messaging me like, uh, what was it? Oh, she's like, do you like Snoop? I'm like, please, st- please stop. And then, uh, <laughs> so she stopped for like- a couple of days and she's back. Oh no, she's back. Calling she's- you? Did you give her your number? Was no, no like- she, she's tried to call me on Facebook and I don't like mm. that from anybody. 
Yeah. Oh, I'm so I, sorry. I, I know you did it. No, no, but there's a reason you did it. It's a okay. professional reason you did it. I would have taken your call if I saw it. Okay. I mean, I was like, I'm so sorry. <laughs> no, no, I, and I want, I want, as a matter of fact, here's my card. But I just, uh, I, I hate, um, like, if I don't give somebody my number and they find me on Facebook and it's like, oh, yeah, yeah I, I, no, I, I, there's a reason you don't have my number. Now you have my number. You can call me anytime. Thank you. But, um, yeah. I, 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 social media has made things so weird. It's weird. So, so she's tried to call me and video call me a few times. She, the last one was last night at three fifteen in the morning. Oh, not good, not good, not yeah, good. Yeah, so I'm good. like, eh, no. But no. she'll be thrilled that she'll be. She's mentioned on White Tunes Shuffle. So. I'm sorry that you're going through this right now. No, that's fine. I, I, I trust me. I, uh, it's not that. I, I could use the attention. Trust me, the attention is flattering. Take your time. Yeah. Go slow. And, you're, you're spe- and, and this is coming from a guy who met and married his wife in the space of three months. Really? Yes. Good for you. And how long have you been married? Uh, four months. A <laughs> 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 uh, little under a year. <clears throat> yeah, it has been almost a year, huh? Yeah. Congratulations. Right. Thank you. Let's, uh, let's dive into some music, shall we? I can't uh, wait. Dark Mark. Mm, Dark Mark, your song number one. A gypsy wind is blowing warm tonight. The sky is starlit and the time is right. Bob Seger and the Silver <laughs> Bullet Band. That's right. <laughs> oh, my God. You're so excited. So, dude, this is one of those times on this show that we love so much. I have not heard it in 20 years. Wow. wow. And it was so important to me. And I have, I, don't, I forgot about this song. Well, let, tell me why it's so important to you, and I'll tell you why it's so important to me. Well, it's important because I'm in the basement, like a refurbished bedroom in my house in upstate New York, and I'm, I'm about ready to go into the Army, and I have the album, and it's on the stereo. You, you remember what album just, it is? Um, I, I think it's Greatest Hits. No, what it Against the Wind. Against the Wind. Oh, my God. The album, it's on the album Against the Wind. Oh, my gosh. The, uh, it's just one of those moments, man, where like a, I was waiting for the lyrics, and I said, I'm not going to know what they are, but you, it just you came. Knew them, yeah. A dip wind is blowing warm tonight. Oh, jeez. And it is on his greatest hits. It's yeah. your show. What's your deal with yeah, it? No, no I, I, I'm so excited. That you were, we were both like, wow, you're so excited. Oh, man, Bob are, Seger. Are you, are you a Bob Seger fan, uh, Maggie? I am right now. Okay. <laughs> All right. Now, you asked me what kind of music we were playing in the motorhome. Yeah. This is uh, something, the, and, and it's so hard to narrow down your life to five songs. It's impossible, yeah. dude. And, and by the way, it's impossible. And by the way, I, I'm pretty sure the next four songs you'll have no idea what they are. But uh, Fine. Um, this is a song that uh, my mother used to play all the time. Oh. I remember when I was a kid, and uh, I just remember when I was a kid, this is about fifth or sixth grade, this is when we were in Florida. And I just remember this is, and you know, people that they play one song over and over and over again. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. This was one my my mom would would play over and over and over again. When she would clean the house, she would play either Janis Joplin. Mm. Oh wow. The Beatles, Rod Stewart, mm-hmm. or Bob Seger. Mm-hmm. And uh, and the. And I like your mom. <laughs> Well, I, you know, and it's funny because I like Bob, I like Rod Stewart. I like Bob Seger, and actually, this is not my favorite Bob Seger s- s- song. It's not mine either, but, but it's I like something. it. Yeah. I, and it's funny because I hadn't heard it in a long time either. I just thought about it, and it's it's a really good song. Mine is Hollywood Nights. Yeah, I like uh, Turn the Page. It's my favorite. Okay, but I mean, Night Moves. He got so many good songs. Yeah, you got to listen to Bob Seger. I think mm-hmm. you'll like it. But uh, uh, but my but Janis Joplin, I didn't like. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I'm not really sure why. Just uh, just. Uh, and, and it's funny because I my mom was watching Guns N' Roses with me. She's like, "All he's doing is screaming." I'm like, "Well, that's when I hear Guns N' Roses, that's what I hear." So, you know, so 
And the Beatles, I'm the one person that does not like the Beatles because uh, I heard it so much when I was a kid, and mm-hmm. I hear it all over the place, and it's like, and I, I realize that everybody else is right and I'm wrong. I just well, there's thought, another guy in Cleveland, so there's two of you that don't like <laughs> There's two of us, yeah. No, and, so, and, and I like Beatles-inspired bands. I like Oasis. I like Cheap Cheap Trick, but I don't like the Beatles. So mm-hmm. I just heard it so many times. But Bob Seger, but this, she would put on Against the Wind, and I remember, like, this was, on, I think, on the second side. And then when this would play, mm-hmm. she would she would play it over and over and over and over again. And this is just a song I remember. Have you ever talked to her about why it was that she was attracted to this? Well, when when, when she hears the show, I'm sure, well, I probably should have cleared this first with my mother. But, well, uh, no, I mean, <laughs> but there are those songs that, that we yeah. have that, that, that can be played, like split ends. I have a, a song. I got you. Yeah, that I, one, yeah. yeah, whenever I hear it, whenever that comes up on my mix, I'll probably play it five times in a row. Yeah, it's just, uh, for, I don't know, for some reason this is something that... Uh, um, and and it, it, this is a song that just uh, just resonated with her. I guess this song. I don't know why this and not against the wind or any other song that was on. What the... what what's, what's her name? Susan. And did she work outside of the home? She did. Both my parents did work outside of the home. This is this is the the other thing because during the during the week we did we barely saw them mm-hmm. because we were latchkey kids. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So they were both working hard and uh, and and on the weekends. Uh, like I say, we were cleaning the house with my mother. I mean, she was doing the most of the work, mm-hmm. and uh, and and my father was off, you know, doing at the swap meet, uh, selling things. And so, uh, my mom would have the stereo and what, what she would like to hear, and she played the song over and over and over again. Where, and where was the stereo in your house? Because mm-hmm. like for me, we had these like family clean nights also, and my mom mm-hmm. would put on like. Almond Brothers, like that's what we listen to, right? And then, like, we'd be upstairs, like scrubbing the toilet. You know what I mean? But I can remember vividly that stereo that would sit like in the living room that was right in between, like the kitchen and the hallway that you came in from the front door. You know what I mean? Like, that's pretty much. Yeah, I think it was next to the TV. I think it was in the living room, yeah. and uh, we didn't have an upstairs, so mm-hmm. it was a pretty small place to clean in retrospect. But you know, so that this is what she would play, and it's interesting because I, uh, I was like I say, I was, I didn't know if I. One five completely different songs with different styles, or you know, uh, I could have done, done five comedy songs. I could have done all goth, but what I did was uh, it, it turned out these are all sort of unrequited love songs, mm-hmm. in- including Bob Seger. Hmm, this is an unrequited love song. It is. Uh, someday, lady, you'll accompany me. Oh yeah, yeah. It's he's mm-hmm. trying to convince somebody yeah. to accompany him. Yeah, someday. Yeah, d- yeah. It, a song of hope. Yeah, I mean, it's. Yeah. A, I mean, he believe. I mean, he's not God. He believes not, it's going to happen. So. Yeah, he's. That's what it was. Because someday, lady, you'll accompany me. me. You will accompany me. Yeah, yeah. I would <laughs> say Lisa Gino was that one I was thinking about. Right. At my senior year in high school. Okay. If this came on, yeah, yeah. But she never did. So it's unrecorded love. So you, you, yeah. you. you, you yeah, you, know, you would. Uh, this is something you would sing to her if you had uh, not to her directly, but I would in think your of mind, her. You're like, yeah, yeah while someday, I was lady. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So. <laughs> But this is what I'm saying about this is what I'm saying about Bruce Springsteen though, as far as like an Americana rock and roll, mm-hmm. this, that kind of genre. Mm-hmm. I think Bob Seger is way better than Bruce Springsteen, mm. and in my opinion, and you know Bellingham and anybody else that you think in that genre. So, yeah, like he he definitely he's an American. I think songbook his, guy. I think his voice is better. I think his lyrics are better. I uh, I just and I think his band is better. I think we're all better for it. And I think his band. When they wanted to, like you say, Hollywood Nights, they could really rock. Oh, gosh. Yeah. I never saw him live. My mom has, and I think he, he's got a farewell tour. I think he's doing a farewell tour now. 
perfect timing. And my, I think my dad brought up, hey, you want to see him? And she's like, nah, I don't think It's so. like Mellencamp. Right, we saw him. Bob Seger. Like these, all these like raspy voice, great guys from the seven, late 70s, 80s. Right, <clears throat> right. The, the voice gets no raspier than Bob Seger, that's for sure. <laughs> Love it. Did he do that song? I like that old time around. He did that one. That's okay. another one, yeah. Yeah, which kind of blew it for a couple of years because it was the Risky Business right, theme song. Right, you right. Know? And, and that was like the – I was a wedding DJ for a couple of years. <laughs> yeah. yeah, in, in uh, Massachusetts. And oh, so that you had always, to play that? Yeah. Yeah. Just take those old oh, records off. The... And I would just like, just pass me that gin and tonic. Please. Well, there was a – there was a uh, musically, there's a uh, period in the late 70s, early 80s where it was all these like uh, everybody had to like okay we don't like disco we like rock and roll yeah. or you know Billy Joel was still rock and roll to me and mm-hmm. the heart of rock and roll and like everybody had their rock and roll song and usually usually they, uh, there was a break there where you could uh, usually they would shout out some city mm-hmm. and then whatever city you were in the DJ would like kind of break it in and say yeah San Diego or whatever that's you know, right like, uh, yeah. intermixing uh, this right area. all right here we go song number two okay. an interesting one <laughs> yes, Not, 90s that is uh i believe 2000s that's a 2000s yeah and uh the group it, is called that's uh angels and agony angels in agony no angels and agony angels and because you got to have your agony with your angels sure okay angels <laughs> it's and like a agony course. okay it's a song called forever forever and uh, that's just the kind of the intro of it um it it, it kicks in after a while sure and uh it's a, it's a song. Uh, the thing is, I, I this was the toughest spot, the toughest song. I changed it a few times. I actually had to cure "Doys Don't Cry" uh-huh. mm. as as I thought about that because that kind of really uh, is my high school experience, uh-huh. uh, just as a sensitive heterosexual. Mm-hmm. Still is. Uh-huh. Um, I also thought of uh, 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 KMFDM's "Light." KMFDM is a German industrial group because mm-hmm. the first time I was in a goth or industrial club i heard it and i was a fan of heavy metal i was a fan of dance music mm-hmm. and it really merged the two this is the first time you were in a goth club yes and where was, was this that? song no no, no, oh, no, no. this, was, the... I'll, I'll, this okay. was a song i was considering yeah. and uh I, I and i heard the the show that you did with billy bats and he, he played a a somewhat industrial song by static x and mm-hmm. that yeah. didn't go over too well so um, that's uh, <laughs> I don't it, it's kind of in those in that vein. Just think heavy metal with a beat, okay. like that you can uh-huh. dance to. Yeah. So that's because uh, I heard it. I was like, wow, this is like I, I can dance this, and it's it's metal. Mm. It's got guitars. Uh, that uh, I was in I was in uh, um, San Diego, and actually, uh, when you talk about, I know you guys do your the band and uh, the uh, the bar. bar. What's bar a band? About, what's a bar? Yeah. The bar actually was called Club Ministry. Club Ministry, which is the name of a band, Ministry. So, ah. I, so you could like t- totally stump people with that one. Yeah, but it was in San Diego. <laughs> I was in San Diego. I was, I believe, uh, renting a movie at the time. This mm. is uh, this is uh, back in the day when you did that. I walked in. I saw this like these girls, pale girls, mm-hmm. mm. just pasty, just couldn't get paler, and wearing all tight rubber. And I was like, "What is this?" And it was a Friday night. I was like, "You know what?" I Forget wanna... the video. I want to see what's going on here. So mm. I walked in, and it was just it was just it was a life changer and a mind blower. Mm. So I, who were they? Where did they go? Where did you do? Well, I went. It was a goth club in San Diego. Okay, and it was club therapy, which they still there's it's still going on. I think I've heard of it. Yeah, it's still going on, and uh, basically it's a bunch of people that uh, 
wearing pasty, wearing all black, dancing to goth and industrial songs. What were you wearing that first night? Do you remember? Well, I was wearing, I'm sure I was wearing shorts and a t-shirt or whatever. I was not dressed for goth. And the funniest thing was I would see all these people wearing black. I said, you know what? I'm going to stand out. I'm going to wear really bright colors. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. I love it. And that didn't work. No. That did not work. Shame on you. No. They didn't like that so much. Yeah. So I I actually sent my list to a couple people that I know, my- uh, the engineer on my show, Morgan, and uh, and my co-host Hannah on, on my show, and uh, they were both like, "Yeah, well, you know, we." Uh, or Morgan, my my uh, uh, my engineer is like, "I I just I'm not really sure what's goth and what's not." Mm-hmm. And the reason I chose this song, "Angels in Agony," and a lot of goth people listening to this will be like, "You know, this this is not mm-hmm. the re- most representative song." Some people might not even know it, but this is a song that. Uh, in the, in when I say my peak popular was seventh grade, the peak, <laughs> the peak of the goth club scene in LA was the mid two thousands to the late two thousand. I would say two thousand six to two thousand ten. Mm-hmm. And whatever club you were in, they were playing this, mm. and uh, they were also playing uh, Once in a Lifetime by Woolshine, which I was thinking about. But this one, I remember asking the DJ what it was because I would hear it everywhere. And I would like it, and it's it's you know the the lyrics. Uh, uh, I'm longing for the days when when you will be here uh, mm-hmm. okay. again. Uh, oh, when you oh, I'm longing for the days where you see me with your brightest eyes, and love me once again. Uh, in my heart, I you know, I will love you. Did forever. you yeah. did you go to a lot of goth clubs specifically? Like I need to find the goth club wherever you were in the country or whatever. I would was, do. I still do that. Because you still do that. I still do that. Do you have a night to remember? I have, specifically I have so come. many so many nights to What's remember. the top mm-hmm. of your head right now? Well, I, you, you were saying all over the country. I when I was I did shows in Seattle okay. and I went to Club Knock Knock. <laughs> no, no, not not that knock. <laughs> oh. It's N O C N O C like nocturnal. Oh, nocturnal. Oh, oh the right, okay, right. N O C N O C. And uh, yeah, I was uh, and I was wearing a suit and it was funny because these guys it was a goth club but they also had like a happy hour. So it was kind of like <laughs> <laughs> well, I was, there early, I was there early. I got there early because I didn't. I was, you know, yeah. I was kind of working my way throughout town. So they sort of had people that would just would linger from the happy hour, and then they have a golf club. So I, uh, and you know what? I, I, sometimes I say things that I, I, I didn't even intend that to be a punchline that it was. And so, and, and these dudes were like, uh, they were like, uh, uh, I was wearing a suit and a tie, and he's like, "Hey, what's up, Senator?" And uh, like, I wasn't wearing my makeup then. What's up, Senator? And I was like, uh, "Hey, what's up?" And then, I don't know. I, I think somebody was somebody like wanted to to uh, uh, like split a hooker with me or something. I don't know. It was really weird. <gasps> just ran, like, hey, like, what are you drinking, a, buddy? You want to split sunshine over there yeah, with me? They, oh, it was my bir- <laughs> it was my birthday. We're like, we know oh, a girl. Explains, and, yeah, course, it was yeah, my yeah, birthday. Yeah, birthday. We know a girl. And there was a there was a, a girl who was very flirty. It was it was an interesting night. Uh, but yeah, it was just uh, and then probably, I mean. Chicago was great. I did, I did a goth convention in Chicago. Wow, this is a this is yeah, this is who you are. This is who I am. This is who you this are. This is who I am. You you went dark. I went dark. Yeah. What year? Uh, this is probably uh, two thousand two. Is when my uh, ex girlfriend used to put makeup on me, and I would dabble. I would go every now and then, mm. but I just kind of took the took the took the uh, the, the plunge, and uh, it was it's it's great. But I did a goth convention in Chicago. You're talking to dominatrices, and they mm-hmm. have that Chicago accent. Oh, it's great! 
God. Well, the spank that ease, it's great. You, it's have, so... you have like a lot of them on your podcast also. Oh, yeah. No, that's, well, I mean, that's, these are my friends. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I've made lifelong friends and, 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 and uh, had relationships with, with these people. I don't know. I have a really that. weird question for you. As a longtime radio personality, everything is very like pop, top 40. It doesn't matter what format it is. It's right. like always been the. And when you say goth, to me, Marilyn Manson like is, sticks it... out as like the, the, the face of goth music is that and he's not and that's why some people think goth is satanic and it's not i went out with a i went out with this woman she was a nurse and she was a born-again christian and she was so like skittish because of the goth thing mm-hmm. i took her to a, a goth belly dancing festival mm-hmm. so that she i'm like yeah wow my friend uh my friend arena got me uh i was like one i i was i was uh one of the people that announced the belly dancers and it was funny because i had all these jokes about male belly dancers and how i was yeah i'm a belly dancer the best belly dancer they had was a guy. Wow. He was amazing. That's so specific. It wasn't you, but it was-, it was <laughs> I just tried to do a move. That's yeah. why it wasn't me. But it was a- <laughs> But he was amazing. And so I was I was hosting there, and she's like, I like these goths, but then there's like, you know, Marilyn Manson to me, uh, you know, as far as aesthetically somewhat, but he's more metal industrial. He's not really oh, goth. Okay. But then industrial gets played in the goth clubs too, so- and Marilyn Manson does get played here and there, but uh, yeah, you know it's um, he's not the face of goth. Right. If you ask a real goth, they're like, no. That'd be like trying to say Eminem is the face of rap. Although he kind of is. You think so? Um, not well, anymore. I don't think. Not anymore, but he was for a long time, and he's had he's, he and Jay Z mm-hmm. have had the most extended success of any rapper ever. Because mm-hmm. if you remember, like Run DMC mm-hmm. was the biggest, but they mm-hmm. fizzled out. LL Cool J was big, they fizzled out. Beastie Boys, you know, fizzled out. Nobody's been on a twenty-year run like these two guys. Yeah. That's true. Ever, and so and so, you know, when you but, you know, it, it, everybody's got an opinion. But um, <laughs> I bet if you went to yeah, if you went to an African American uh, rap fan, they'll be like, no way. But then again, some like Snoop. I mean, Snoop too. Snoop too. Snoop, but he doesn't really rap anymore. Like he as a as he a, hangs a, out with Martha Stewart. Right. <laughs> as, a, as, a, as a cultural icon, he's he's he's, he's yeah he's, yeah he's he's uh, uh and my. You know, my dad likes him. You know, he's yeah, got, he's the most interesting sort of trajectory. Yeah, because he was so like you know under the radar when he first came out with gin and juice. He wasn't that under radar though, was well, he? I mean, for a lot of for, guys, for white like, people, yeah, for white guess, people, yeah, yeah. yeah. But because uh, he, he was he was gangster, you know, kind of thing. Because right? he was on yeah, like he because he was on Doctor Dre's Chronic album. Sure, before, yeah. So mm-hmm. he was known, right? But still, like yeah, what he it, became is like, like they say, like twenty five years later, yeah. he's still. He's still social. He's still socially relevant, but mm-hmm. musically, I mean, he did that reggae Snoop Lion thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Snoop and by the way, Lion, I, yeah. it's nice that you brought Snoop back up after I talked about the stalker one to know if I like Snoop. So yeah, yeah, I, I know that that's very the intentional. callback. Yeah, I, I got the callback. So, <laughs> so, but uh, but uh, yes, uh, it, it, the Angels in Agony Forever. I remember going to DJ Amanda, who still uh, DJs in goth clubs, and said, "What is that? I, I hear it every every time I'm here." And it's like. Angels in Agony Forever, and I found it, and I think uh, those were the Kazaa days, and I think I or LimeWire, and I LimeWire, <laughs> my God, the, the, BitTorrents and all that. The yeah. musical seeds that make Dark Mark, Dark Mark. Yes, yeah. yeah. So, but this is a this is a good goth dance song, and very, it's got the it, it, it to me, it's very uh, it's, it's got the synth, the dance, the low voice, and Do you it, dance? The subject matter. Oh yeah, nice. Yeah, nice. Yeah. I like that about you. But it, by the way, the the video that the the link to this song that I sent to you <laughs> yeah, so is funny. a video of a goth girl dancing on the beach. 
on the beach. Yes, it's uh, Mary Quite Contrary. And, uh, Do I you rem- know her? I don't, but I, I would like to. And I, <laughs> I, I, I remember when I saw this, I was looking for the song, and it, this just came up, and it just mesmerized me, just her dancing to the song. It's uh, so that that's uh, yeah. I don't dance as well as she does, but I do dance. I love that. If we go to a goth club, Maggie, mm-hmm. you know, do a live shot from from a goth club and just do an all goth format, that would yeah. be that would be good. I'll be Dismal Dave. Dismal Dave. That's is good. Dis, is That's Dis, like Dark Mark. Dismal Dave. Dismal. Is that? I like that. Is that? Would that be in, in the spirit of goth? Is it would be dark. Although, is it brooding? Is it's, it, it's a little brooding. Yeah. I. It's embracing this particular part of humanity. And well, and we all so, have that. You're wearing black. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I I don't know if that's intentional, but you're, no, no. It's uh, it was clean. And it's interesting because <laughs> I, I I did I did a show. Oh, I think you were on that show. Uh, the show we did at the. The Liquid Zoo, the A through Z comedy tour. Oh yeah, which was, I, 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 which, uh, I, it, it was, uh, it was. This is the weirdest show we've ever done. It I was, still get tagged in posts for a show over a year ago. Yeah, no, I, but it was funny because they put me on the poster, and this was a, this is a, 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 a basically a, a mainly black show. All you know, the, I think the audience was ninety percent black. Cool. Yeah. Uh, they billed me as Dark Dave. Dark, Dark Dave. On the poster, it's a Dark Dave. I was like, oh. Uh. <laughs> so I get, I get, uh, nobody can get the Dark Mark thing right. But it was, uh, it, it was funny because the, the uh, and, and it, as, as with most LA shows, they had way too many comics. Oh, yeah. Oh, gosh. And the first few comics were, I mean, the host was good. Mm-hmm. The comics, were, the first like four were dreadful. Mm-hmm. And, and to the point where one of the comics was like, I- I'm going to leave. This is a waste of time. I'm like, trust me, this crowd's ready to laugh. Yeah. And uh, uh, they're ready, and I went up and, and destroyed. I do remember that. Yeah, and, and, and the was, crowd was great too. The crowd was great. They were so. And then fun after that, that I... Chad, you, and then and the two, and uh, actually one of the comics I'd never seen before, Tony Taylor, was amazing. Yeah, I had she her, was great too. I had her on my show, and uh, she uh, she stapled uh, dollar bills to my friend Dangerous D. But <gasps> that's a whole other story. Oh my gosh! I... Yeah, yeah, so that's, that's okay. what he does. The variety shows Dark Mark puts on are pretty epic. They're Noted. pretty epic. Noted. Yes. <laughs> This is your song number three. That is uh, my bloody Valentine. My bloody Valentine is the name of the, the name of the group. The name of the group. And the song is "To Hear Knows When." To hear knows when. Right. I don't know why I'm talking like Hugh House. And, and this is not a goth group. <laughs> it's not a goth. No. Group. Not a goth group. This is a shoegaze group. Shoegaze. Shoegaze. I don't know if you. This completely missed me in the early 90s. I only got into this like maybe 10 years ago. Uh, I had heard, I don't know if you ever, if you ever, and you guys are big music fans, if you ever read like music magazines of like the 100 greatest albums of all time, those lists. Yes. No, if you no, ever read those lists. I don't. Uh, you know? Uh, was the, the thing of it is, is that I'm limited in terms of my attention span. Okay. <laughs> but, but, but for some reason, music sticks and it's a great conversation starter. Right, so I remember, uh, I remember seeing My Bloody Valentine. Their, their. Uh, I'm familiar with the band. Right, yeah, right. Their album Loveless mm-hmm. is, uh, is is continually on these lists of the the, the best albums of all time. Mm-hmm. And I never heard it. I, I and I, I um, or maybe if I did, I didn't it didn't register at the time. And this is about this. The, the this came out in the early '90s, like about the same time as Nirvana. Okay. Oh. Okay. And Pearl Jam. Hmm. And I think it was big in England, but not here. Okay. So, but very influential, like Smashing Pumpkins, uh, cited them as an influence. A lot of bands cited them as an influence. So this particular song I chose because 
you know when you're on road trips, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. sometimes magically songs will sync up with things. Mm. I'm on a road trip to Las Vegas, and I'm playing "Loveless" by uh, by my mother, bloody Valentine. And you know when you drive in Vegas at night, uh, between Baker and and State Line, there's nothing. Yeah, it's just blackness. Yeah, yeah. for now, huh? For the de- now. the oh, development is oh, like crazy. Okay, Every okay. time I drive, it's like well, a, yeah. So people uh, enjoy, it enjoy it while you can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's this whole blackness, and <laughs> yeah. and literally, at the moment that song starts with that opening, is when State Line appears. Wow! And it's such an ethereal song, mm-hmm. and it basically, and the thing, their other songs are are the guitars are more. They're actually the loudest band I've ever seen. I've ever seen in my life. I've gone to this, uh, I've seen every metal band that you can think of from Slayer to Ministry to Pantera to everybody. Yeah. Um, Metallica, all of them. The, they were so much louder than any of them. But not on record. On record, very fuzzed out guitars. This is what shoegazes. Very fuzzed out loud guitars with dreamy vocals buried in the mix. Wow. And and it, it, if My Bloody Valentine, Loveless, if you listen to the whole album, it just are you are you a fan? No, I just did a lot of research on what shoegazing is. So okay. I'm just like yes, shoegazing. yes. No, is, there, I, 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 is there a nugget that goes with this? Yes. Let's hear it. Um so what was so fascinating about this album Loveless is mm-hmm. that it was like their biggest uh, it was such a huge success for them that it scored them a deal with Island Records for another album. But all of their advance was wasted on building a studio that was super unsatisfactory and then there was all this pressure on them to make another album, which didn't come for like 22 years later. Right, 2008 in, is what Because it. in the meantime, what happened was Kevin Shields, the singer, um, I don't want to say he went crazy, but he went crazy. He locked himself in a house where it was surrounded in like barbed wire and all he had were chinchillas in there to keep him company. Mm, wow, that I didn't know. Yeah. The chinchillas I didn't know, but I know he went a little off the deep end and they're, they're a Scottish group. And, uh, they're Scottish. Yeah, you, oh. you remember how... People were waiting for the Guns N' Roses album forever and ever and ever, yeah, yeah. and it finally came. Same thing with My Bloody Valentine. Like they did make an album from '92 to, and then their album came out in like 2010. Amazing. Yeah, but uh, it was uh, they're just they're a great group, and if you uh, if you have a chance, listen to Loveless. The album is is amazing. And shoegaze comes from what? They're gazing at their their, uh, their oh! guitar. It's like a shoe. You're, you're, it's a gaze and they're, a they're, visual. They're focused on their guitar, like their effects on their their guitar effects. Called a shoegaze. That's what they call shoegaze. Is, is these bands will just like, and other shoe, good shoegaze bands that I would recommend would be Lush, mm-hmm. Slow Dive, mm-hmm. uh, Ride. There's a lot of really great bands. It's basically just, it's really like really breathy, ethereal vocals buried in the mix with loud guitars. Wow. And uh, so it's uh, it, it's something that, uh, it's it's a musical sound that I was like, uh, I didn't know I, I needed mm-hmm. in my life. Mm-hmm. And I found it. I was like, wow, I really, this is something I really like. Yeah. And, and I remember in the MySpace days, I was like, anybody have any other suggestions of good, uh, you know, shoegaze bands? Because they're, but it just kind of, it was something that sort of uh, came and went, but there's still bands out there that uh, are influenced by the sound. Yeah. You, so, you're in Vegas a lot. Well, I moved to Vegas, and that's, uh, this is um, the other reason I chose the song to segue into, I lived in Vegas for a while. I didn't know that. I lived in Vegas, well, uh, I moved. I got. I got sick of L.A. Mm-hmm. Um, in 2015. <laughs> I, I didn't get sick of. I, I got sick of it yesterday. Well, <laughs> basically, I was in a rut. I, get sick of it I, I was in a rut professionally, personally. I was in the same place, working the same day job, 
What was that? What was that? What was that? Uh, insurance. Oh, okay. Selling insurance. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was uh, knocking my head against the wall trying to get the trying to get the uh, comedy out, and uh, I got I was living in a guest house in Tarzana, as I was saying, mm-hmm. and I got a sixty day notice to vacate. Uh, I was living with a, the the person in the main house, uh, Israel Turk, uh, Holocaust survivor. Wow. And after a while, he couldn't take care of himself. So his uh, his granddaughter, after a couple plumbing problems, was like, yeah, get out. And so I had 60 days, and I was like, maybe this is a sign. Yeah. Maybe I need to get out of L.A. So I moved to New Orleans. Whoa. Wow. I, I love New Orleans. I wanted to get as far away from L.A. as possible. And uh, I, I should have stayed there longer. I lost a lot of weight. I... Was it was it was I was walking to the French Quarter and back every day. The St. Charles Line, maybe. Well, yeah, but uh, the thing is, uh, I didn't know because I just visited there. Um, you know, outside of the Garden District and French Quarter, it's it's kind of a ghetto. Mm-hmm. And I uh, lived in a place where uh, it was a uh, a guy had a, a pet pig. It was a whole thing, and <laughs> so I would hear I would hear gunshots. I would uh, it, and so, but I would I would I would walk to the French Quarter back every day. I had a guy. Came up to me, he was like, "Hey man, you want some weed? You want some weed?" I'm mm-hmm. like, "I don't, I don't smoke weed." And he saw like, you know, I had to, you know, I was wearing, uh, you know, sweatpants and stuff. He's like, "Oh, you're working out? You're trying to lose weight? I got just the thing for you. Mm-hmm. You ever try hair on? Hair on? Yeah." So I put in my slim fast, lost a little weight, but <laughs> I had to. No, so I was like there, and I was, I was a little lonely, and I was seeing Las Vegas comics that I knew that were really like they were getting chosen to strip, they were doing really well, or so I perceived. Mm-hmm. And so my friend's like, come out here and stay with me. And uh, so, and he's uh, my friend Kevin. He's like, come out and stay with me. And uh, I did. And I lived there for about a year and a half. Um, it uh, it's it it was it was a good experience. I'm glad I did it. But I made a lot of mistakes. I didn't hit the town right. I didn't hit the town with hype. Mm. I should have hyped my arrival. I should have taken a couple months and hyped my arrival. I was trying to get a show started, my own one-man show started on the Strip. I put some time and money into that. That didn't work, and so I was kind of damaged goods after that. I ended up doing a lot of black shows, which I can do, but I'm wearing white makeup and golf makeup. It's kind of redundant, and I would say that on the show. <laughs> to the point, I was I, mean, I was doing a show, and Bushwick Bill from the Ghetto Boys showed up. Oh, wow. And, wow. Yeah. Oh, I love the Ghetto Boys. I know that. I, that's why I threw that in there, and yeah. so I took a picture with him in, in full golf makeup because I was like, normally I wouldn't bother the guy, but I'm like, what is he gonna, you know? And nice guy, cool. But they, I was like, they yeah, seem cool, cool. very cool. Yeah, he's a very nice guy. But it's like, these aren't the shows I want to do, and and I could do these shows anywhere, and I could see my act regressing. Oh, because I wasn't really, and this is part. This is my fault as much as anybody, but I wasn't. I was playing too much to the crowd and. Mm. To that uh, to that scene, and I wasn't doing my own thing, and uh, unfortunately, uh, so, and I, I and really, I just I like being in LA. I just like, I just to me, I can do what I want to do, mm-hmm. and uh, not that I couldn't do it there. That's probably a cop out, but uh, I just feel comfortable here. I, and for basically for the three years I was away, I've basically figured out. I'm for better or for worse. I'm meant to be here. This I, is home. I think for a lot of us, that's just the the the, the reality. Like L.A. is it's tough. It's tough, but there's no better place to be for mm-hmm. a lot of reasons. Mm-hmm. You know, especially if you need to to express yourself in certain ways. Right. Yeah. I get it. Good stuff. Mm-hmm. Song number four. This is so cool. <laughs> wow. I love it. 
that song, Maggie really does like that song. No, I really do like that. That's that's a nice hook. That gets you right away. And all I can think of is like, is that Debbie Harry? But it's obviously interestingly enough, this is the most obscure song of them all, and this is the one that you would, I, you would never hear on the radio. Both, by the way, both of you have done the robot dance at certain points to different songs of mine. But these, this is a group that is not around anymore. This is a group called. Addicted to Fiction. Addicted to Fiction. And this is a song called uh, After Dark. Out of where? Where are they from? Los Angeles. Okay. These Do you are... know them? Yes. Okay, oh, wow. because- the I haven't link... seen them in a long time. You sent me a link, and I was laughing so hard because they have one subscriber on YouTube, and it's not even you. Oh, I know. <laughs> but if you see, uh, I'm the only one that, that left their comments. Oh. And I, and the reason I sent it to YouTube is because- the reason I sent it to YouTube is 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 because it I, I it's, it's not on Tidal, it's not on Spotify, it's not on on the, you're not going to find it on streaming. Interesting. Uh, you will find it on YouTube, and my the, the comment I, I I put is it still brings tears to my eyes after all these years. Mm. I in in um, when I started doing shows at CIA, uh, I was trying to find bands for a, a specific show, and somebody recommended two bands to me uh, who became friends, but. I haven't seen either one of them in a long time, although I used to do shows with both of them, which is Addicted to Fiction and uh, the Monica and the Darklings, oh. who I did a lot of shows with. Wow. were great. Uh, um, and uh, they were um, two lesbians. So this is a love song between lesbians, which is pretty appropriate because this is, this is, what, this is why I chose this song. This is a song I had to choose. Um, at the time, I was going out with uh, Kelly and... Uh, it's somebody that I did not fall in love with, but in retrospect, I should have. Hmm. Or maybe I did, and I, I held back. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the next song, I will talk about the last woman I fell in love with. But I was she broke my heart so bad, I don't know if I'll ever be able to love again. Wait, wait Kelly? Or wait, no, no, the, the, the not Kelly. One. So it's song Danielle. number five, yeah. Okay. The so next this song. Is Kelly. Uh, this is Kelly. This is Kelly, mm-hmm. who I should have fallen in love with. She, Kelly was, uh, and, and uh, this was our song. How did you meet Kelly? I met her on a personal personal ads, mm-hmm. LA Weekly personal ads when yeah. they had those. Wow! Yeah. Oh, wow! Okay. With, 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 they had online like sure, which they don't have any have anymore. But they, oddly enough, they had a, a very a much more intelligent and better class of woman when they had LA Weekly personals than was on Match or whatever else. I, I, I got to say, there's always been a great, like a bunch of great people. I've met a, a, I met my wife on on a. Right. Yeah. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. but now I don't know what's happening with LA Weekly. If you ever see it, it's like it's like it's four a, pages. It's thick. a smaller paper, and everything. it used to be yeah. like yeah, it's so like a flyer. And <laughs> so it basically is. So I met her, and just um, and it was just something that she was I, she was into me, and that that may be part of the problem. She was so into me at the start, like uh, maybe a, a little too much. But we we went out for for a long time. What happened was, uh, and we met Addicted to Fiction. We actually went to. Somebody recommended them, and we went to the old Spaceland in Silver Lake yeah. to see Addicted to Fiction, and uh, and I think the Mock and the Darkness too, and they were both great, and we were like, we want we want you on the show, and they were just so so cool, and they were just so so talented, and uh, and so that's why it reminds me of Kelly, and then what happened was, and as I said, this is our song. Um, we um, she's going to law school, and she's going to law school in Cleveland. And there was a point where she's like, um, do you want to go to Cleveland with me? And I thought about it. And uh, 
I said, no, I think, uh, I think LA is where I need to be. And the song is, uh, it's about, uh, what could have been, mm-hmm. I don't know what could have been. She's happily married now. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're Instagram friends. Uh, I suppose I, I haven't actually talked to her in a while. Uh, when she came back from, from uh, Cleveland, actually, we, we hung out a couple of times and, uh, the chemistry was still there, and but she was with her now husband. So, as a goth, is it more likely that one would, as a goth, embrace the potential of that having been a loss or um, a regret? It's a regret. I don't know if it's a loss. Who knows what would have happened? Because I, I mean, where I stand on that particular issue, and Meg, I'd like to know where you stand because all three of us probably have a litany of these experiences of this. Didn't everybody work does. Out. Everybody they, has crossroads in their life. That being said, I'm I'm of the thinking, and Lord knows what I am. You know, <laughs> I don't know what I am, mm-hmm. but um, I I I choose to think of them as teachers, right, in a positive thing. But I I mean I I it's just it's hard for me too because there are. You you can't help but think like I regret. Well, she's know? somebody that definitely came into my life and mm-hmm. was a positive part of my life, and mm-hmm. uh, you know, even though I haven't talked to her in years, still is. I mean, mm-hmm. and uh, she's that special person, and mm-hmm. uh, I wish in that in retrospect that I did fall in love with her. I wish I would have taken the plunge and gone to Cleveland. Who knows? Who knows? I might have uh, been a Midwest uh, big comic. Who knows? Let's keep reading the book and see what the next chapter we'll says. We'll see what but, the next chapter says. But, Maggie, wow. do you have regrets like this? Yeah. Of course I do. Yeah. Of course I do. So, um, And the thing about uh, Dick the Fiction, as I said, they, the last I heard, and I haven't seen them in, in years, you know, probably at least 10 years, um, they had a, a song on the Fast and the Furious, one of the Fast and the Furious soundtracks. What? That's awesome. <laughs> The, Addicted to fiction, did? Yeah, they did on a Tokyo Drift, and then broke up like very shortly afterwards. No, yeah. what is up, what man? What an injustice! Or what is? Yeah, it's just like there's no shortage of that extremely, happened. extremely talented people that mm-hmm. are like a right. What the? Wow. So, um, you know, I don't know. the The entire album is on YouTube, so you can listen to the album. Mm-hmm. And actually, the um, the the version that's on YouTube, there's a demo version. That I I had I don't know if I still have mm-hmm. that I think is a little better. This is actually really I mean, this is really good, mm-hmm. and it's a little pol- more polished. But I, I prefer the, the raw version better. But of all the shows, it's a great we, it's a great song. Of all the shows we've done, this is a unique look at a particular style and, tr- yeah. and trend in music that right. is completely new for me. You know, just bits and pieces I might be able to pick up. But this has been an education so but, far. But I mean, you, do you know? You know, um, there's a whole side of goth that I'm not even getting into. Like. You know the Cure, you know Bauhaus, you oh, know sure. uh, you know yeah. all that stuff, and yeah. I, and there's definitely songs I could have played from them. You know, right? I'm wearing a Susie and the Banshee shirt. You're you're familiar with them. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So you know it's it, it's it's always been it's, it's always been there, and it's always creeping on, on the underground. Mm-hmm. It's something that it, it never dies, mm-hmm. especially in L.A. The the goth subculture and clubs and fashion never dies. Does it irritate you when people call it punk? Not at all. Okay. I don't care. It came from punk. Cool. And not too many people do do call it punk. They definitely don't call me punk. Um, but uh, I know that there are some punk people that if you call them goth, they would get upset. Or goth people they call punk, they get upset. It doesn't bother me. It's all. It's. it's I just all. don't know. I, I mean, like David, it's a learning. I thought Marilyn Manson was goth. <laughs> you know, like I don't know. 
So he has goth influences. I mean, as far as mainly fashion wise, and that mm-hmm. you know the, the 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 pale skin and the mm-hmm. you know the black lipstick and that type of thing. But one of my greatest experiences living in Los Angeles was working for the Department of Social Services mm-hmm. and uh, going into um, a lot of the you know heavily Latino communities. Mm-hmm. And seeing these gangs of uh, Latino kids coming out of high school, not gangs, but right. uh, groups that were totally, like, gothed out. Yeah. And uh, love The Cure and love Morrissey, especially. Oh, my mm-hmm. gosh. And and it's like, you know, ghetto goth. And, right. and uh, you know, we, I talked to a former There's a trouble goth night, by the way. Yeah, it's like get, get I call it ghetto goth. It's right. so because I'm I'm usually thinking it's like a Caucasian based, European based, England based kind of mm-hmm. thing, but it's it's so it, far reaching. A lot of African Americans into it now. It's damn interesting. Yeah, but yeah. but uh, every Latin person you know in L.A. loves Morrissey. Yeah, not Morrissey's Morrissey's not goth. That's the whole thing. There's some things like what's goth, what's not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like here, I'll ask you, I'll ask both of you. Depeche Mode are they goth or not? Depeche Mode? Yes. I'd say not. I would say not. But then again, I've heard them in in, in goth clubs quite a bit. Uh, I've I've I pose this question to a lot of my guests. Uh, it, the best I've, I've I've heard is it's a gateway to goth. Because <laughs> every goth person I know loves the Pesh Mode, they love them, well, and they have some goth, like Marilyn Manson. They have some goth uh, outfits and imagery and that mm-hmm. type of thing. Especially in the in the eighties when like Martin Gore was wearing like uh, like S and M outfits and things like that. I met Martin Gore at uh, Bar Sinister, which is the longest running goth club in in L A. Still around, still around, and I felt so bad. Because I was so, he was just standing there, and I felt so. I, I this is one. This is why, uh, you know, if you see a celebrity, don't really go up to talk to them in that type of environment. I did. I said what a fan I was, and he just got hounded and left, and I felt bad. <laughs> well, I mean, well, I was a fan, so what are you gonna do? Well, yeah. yeah, and he knows he's a celebrity. Yeah, well, but I just, you know, because people were like looking at him, like, is that him? Is that him? And then when I got up, went up, I was like, oh, of course, that's him. So, yeah. mm-hmm. what are you gonna do? What are you gonna do? Got your selfie. <laughs> yeah. I, I should have got a selfie in life, but then, yeah. So there. Well, are we ready for song number five? I think we're ready for song number five. The cinder shoulder of confused men separate from their, their horn. I'm certainly intrigued. That's beautiful. Yeah, that's, uh, as we were talking about Bauhaus. Mm-hmm. That's the lead singer of Bauhaus, Peter Murphy, singing the song Indigo Eyes, which I chose for two reasons. One was um, Las Vegas wasn't the first time I strayed out of of L.A. I I moved to New York for a brief time, and I lived with my uh, cousin out in Central Islip. (laughs) Long Island. (laughs) Right. Well, it's funny because I would ask people, I'm like, is Islip nice? And and Islip is nice. Yeah. But I was in Central Islip, which is the Islip what uh, Central America is to America. You know what I'm saying. Oh, uh, yeah. So, uh, but uh, I, I, um, I was doing good. I, was, I got past the Gothams. I was doing all the clubs. I was just, uh, you, know, the, you know, it's something. The New York scene, uh, it's, you know, as far as comedy, it's either New York or L.A. And I really thought the New York scene was, was where I, I, I wanted to be. I wanted to go back to New York. Um, you know, I hadn't been, hadn't been since I was three. I wanted to, you know, I wanted to see it for yourself. See it for myself. Uh, at that time, once again, LA was kind of stagnant, and uh, I got in a really bad car accident. Oh. And uh, I twisted my spleen as much as you can without rupturing it. Wow. And I was really, 
And I, the thing is, I had a, uh, I, I had been laid off from a job, and I got a a big like uh, you know they laid me off, but they had it was a a pretty big check as far as a, a severance check. They they gave me the option to stay or go, and if you left, it was you know it was a ten thousand dollar check after taxes. <laughs> yeah. So. So, and then I found a job and, and you know, just being, being laid up for a while, kind of went through all my money and uh, the uh, house, the, the situation I was at wasn't the greatest. And I, it was my birthday. I ended up going to a goth club in uh, Mineola. 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 And, uh, and I actually went with my cousin and uh, his friend who had never been to a goth club and my cousin actually ended up sleeping on the couch, but uh, that's Adam, my cousin. So we were, but we were hanging out, and the DJ, and like, you know, it was fun. Uh, the DJ, uh, they were giving away tickets to the Peter Murphy concert. And I went up there, and somebody said the wrong thing, but she was cute. So the DJ's like, uh, Yeah, it's all right. I'm like, She didn't even answer it right. I, I'll tell you, what, I, I know what it is. And he's like, All right, you can get in too. <laughs> so I actually got uh, tickets. Free t- it was just like, you know what? Like I said, I had no money. It was like free tickets to uh, Peter Murphy in uh, Patchogue. There's a theater there. And um, one of the best shows I've ever seen in my life. Nice. It was him, uh, just him, the guitar player that was in Perry Farrell's band, Porno for Pyros. Wow. His <laughs> post-Jane's Addiction band, and a violin player. And I, was, I think I, I, I sent you the wrong clip because the clip I wanted to send you was the violin player would play with his pick. Oh, oh neat. I'm going to have to send you the right the right thing, but it was he played with a he played with a pick sometimes and he would he would do, do the, the bow, bow for a while. Yeah. So they and, and there were a couple couple songs they used tracks on and they they released a live album of it's called uh, A Live uh, Just for Love which is great. But uh, it, it was and I wasn't that even that big a fan of Peter Murphy. Uh I, I you know I, I knew Bauhaus, I knew some of a couple of his solo songs, but it, that just that concert really turned me into a fan. I mean, it was just him, his voice, with very little accompaniment, and uh, it was just—it was amazing. So that's that's and that's basically. Uh, I got out of New York after that and uh, re- had to rebuild my life, but uh, that was just one, you know, one goth, shining goth moment, really. Yeah, yeah. And what really. Um, when I rebuilt my life, I moved to Las Vegas, and this I, this is another time I lived in Las Vegas. I lived in Las Vegas a couple of times mm-hmm. for an extended while, and that's when I fell in love with an Australian Gothic girl. Nice. It's not that's that's a very very uh, hard thing to find. <laughs> I yeah I, I'm trying like from what part of Australia? Colac. Colac. What's in here? That's a very small town. I'm not sure. She lived in Melbourne for a while. Okay, too. so so. Uh, Danielle and uh, I ended up falling in love, mm-hmm. and uh, once again, and to the point where we we're like, you know, what's our song? And this, this actually was our song. And mm-hmm. I remember, and she, uh, you know, we broke up. She, uh, like I said, she, uh, she cheated on me with two guys. Two no, at the, the same two, time. Two guys, two girls. Yeah, at the same. So I can't oh. can't watch tag team wrestling now. But uh, <laughs> but uh, and but she's gone on to have a family of her own, and she's she's doing great, and. You know, I wish her well too. It just, uh, it was time. It was, it was one of those times. You know, when the relationship ends, and I was so blinded in love, but even, even towards the end, I could see, it's, yeah. it's not working. You mm-hmm, know, mm-hmm. and so I don't blame her. I, I mean, I blame her for that. I wish she would have just 
said something rather than I think she did in her own way, but uh, I just didn't didn't catch it. So um, I just remember I was uh, I was back in L.A. and I remember I this this song came on, and I was thinking about her and just thinking about how um, and I talk about this in my act. This is on my comedy album. I laughed so hard I cried <laughs> about the story. This was in my one man show, but. Mm-hmm. I remember I was in my car and I was and this the song came on. And I just couldn't think of, you know, just the, a specific night, day uh, where we were having a picnic, and we were gazing into each other's eyes and how beautiful our eyes are. Mm. And then I, I realized that um, she has hazel eyes. I have indigo eyes, mm. and uh, for that brief moment, I just like remembered what it was like to see my reflection in her eyes, and we were both in love at that moment. Hmm. And wanting that moment again, I still still want that moment, but once again, I, I had it and, and lost it. So You know, I'm, I'm, I'm oftentimes accountable and guilty to try to be a Pollyanna. It's, oh, well, look at the bright side. <clears throat> and honestly, Dark, I'm, yeah. not, I'm not in that <laughs> mood. I'm not in that feeling. I don't give a flying so much. We all got our right. cross to bear, but... The experience I'm having at 54 years old yeah. and what you're bringing up in me with your music and with your stories, mm-hmm. and which is commonplace on this show, is everybody's experience. And, and where yeah. I am with my wife today, which is a completely unique and unexpected situation, one that maybe I feel inclined to have to justify even because it's been so quick and, no, and good, everything. No, good for you. But at 54, I'm seeing in my wife, Valeria, every flower mm-hmm. that I've picked along the way mm-hmm. as a bouquet. Right. Because I'm like, oh my God, Lori Smith in seventh grade Look at lo- the- <laughs> yeah. loved me. L- listen to the sigh from Maggie. <laughs> loved me. Like yeah. in seventh grade, well, no, this is ninth grade. Right. And I wasn't ready to be loved. Right. But Lori Smith, who I'm in touch with on, um, her name is Day now, Lori Day, mm-hmm. who I'm in touch with on Facebook, was preparing me right. in ninth grade for Valeria, mm-hmm. who who loves me, and I know she loves me. Right, and I could, you know, I can just, and I don't. Well, by wanna... the way, how, how old is how old is Valeria? Fifty. Okay, good. Sorry, baby. Age, <laughs> Age appropriate. <laughs> oh, it's. I um, thought you were going to tell me like nineteen or something. No, it's it's the bouquet. She's the bouquet. Okay. And I don't know. I mean, that's. I just want to say my experience because we're having right. an open dialogue about no, it, and, great. and I can relate across the board. Your music is new to me. Your right. stories are so relevant. But like I say, yeah. that's that's the thing from yeah. from someday lady you'll accompany me through Indigo Eyes. It's if, all... if this were a lineup live, yeah. that'd be interesting. It'd be a great lineup. <laughs> I know. to the fiction gets back together. We, we got to say that to our guests now. Maybe is like think of who you'd like to line up on stage oh, and sure. bring that in. Like yeah. this because that kind of is an interesting lineup. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. I mean, I, I could have made it a lot more diverse and a lot. Trust yeah. me, there's there's like 15 other songs I consider that I had to throw out. If it's if and tough, when you yeah. get your bouquet, because it is an yes. if and when. Yes. Come back and talk about oh, it. Oh, I'd love to. Yeah, and that's the beauty of this, because you mm-hmm. can't pick five. <laughs> we know that. So right. Recurring guests are inevitable. Right. Well, I certainly got a musical education. I know David did, too. We're going to take a brain break and pass <laughs> things over to David so we can play a little game we like to call Band Name or Bar Name. Oh, yeah. da, 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 da. That's right. It's been a little while, but we are still in action here at Band Name and Bar Name. And this is uh, with... Uh, Morbid Maggie Mayfield and Morbid. Dark Mark. Yeah, we're like going that. with our with our goth names. Morbid I'm, uh, Maggie. I'm I like a it. dismal I it Dave. Been like a moody, but okay. Um, and so we're gonna have to uh, recycle uh, a, a band name bar name, and we're gonna have to do it in a special way. We're gonna have to go back to 1900. Okay. What? And 95, 1995, in okay. Midtown Manhattan, 
which is where I first did band name or bar name on stage. Oh, wow. Yeah, okay. with a copy of the oh, Village cool. Voice. Oh, cool. So I haven't even I would, heard these then. I would open up the Village right. Voice on stage, and I would ask the audience, which one is the name of the bar and which right. one is the name of the band, which is how this all started, <laughs> and at a place called Rebar. Uh, and so the first one that I ever did, I asked the audience, uh, okay, is uh, is is the name of the uh, if 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 we were in Midtown Manhattan in 1995 mm-hmm. and it was pre-show mm-hmm. and we wanted to go and and have a, a good cheap drink and a great atmosphere, would we go to Downtown Beirut <laughs> for that drink in Midtown Manhattan, <laughs> or would we go to Urban Blight in Downtown Manhattan to have that mm-hmm. drink? Because in one of these places, downtown Beirut is going to be cranking some tunes, and you'll be drinking at Urban Blight. Or Urban Blight will be cranking some tunes, and you'll be drinking at downtown Beirut. Which was the name of the bar, and which was the name of the band? That's hard. That is hard. Downtown Beirut, Urban Blight. Wow. Uh, (laughs) It's the dumbest game in the world. No, it's perfect. (laughs) I'm going to say... Wow, because because you said downtown Beirut, I was like, that's got to be a band name. Mm-hmm. Then you said oh, really? Urban, then you said Urban Blight. I'm like, that sounds familiar. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say Urban Blight's the bar, downtown Beirut's the band. You're gonna I go, was you, gonna you, go the opposite. So you're saying Urban Blight is, is the, the bar, na- is the bar? Okay, and downtown Beirut's the band. Right. I would be drinking at downtown Beirut. I mean. In 1995. In 1995, downtown Beirut was not. Yeah, that's that's a. I wouldn't be drinking in 1995 anyway, but um, yeah. Well, if we were, if we we had to get a drink before we were going to go hear the band, we would have to stop at downtown Beirut, Mm. which was a little hole in the wall club, not even a club. It was a bar, bar, right? Um, and uh, had a great jukebox, and the Mm. name sounded, you know, the name alone was amazing. Right, it was just, and there was nothing that remotely resembled Beirut or Lebanon or or anything. I would hope not. Downtown Beirut, I think it was just because I think that crusty kind of feeling, no man's land type of right. That urban blight, yeah, urban blight. Um, actually won best band in the late '80s. They were a ska band. They're right. still around today. You, okay. can, you can find them. Their claim to fame, Urban Blight, they did the horns on Beastie Boys' License to Ill. Oh, ah. Yeah, so yeah. you can hear, you know, when, especially when they do Slow and Low. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and they were one of the greatest, if not the greatest, ska <laughs> bands. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So if you want to Google a great ska, Urban Blight, and I think downtown Beirut went the way of Disney. And has now been absorbed right. into that whole Midtown Manhattan right. scene. That's been bar name. <laughs> now it's Aladdin's Magic Carpets. <laughs> I think so. Uh, so now, Dark Mark, it's up to you. Um, yes. Our band name or bar name for our next episode. Well, I will tell you, I. Uh, I, I gave this a lot of thoughts. You did? Okay. I was thinking Transylvania. I was thinking all sorts of gothy things. Wow. But I want to go with the first place I ever had a drink. Which is well, except for you know a little little wine or whatever. The place, not the name of the bar. Remember, just the city, just yes, the, the city, city. Uh-huh. Tijuana, Mexico. Wow, oh, TJ. Okay, and I've got tons of stories about that. <laughs> What's we'll one? Want to buy you a drink first, though? Yeah, right. Yes, Get a few uh, of those. Yeah. So cool. that that would be my because uh, I lived in San Diego. Mm-hmm. And Tijuana's drinking age was lower than San Diego. So. Is the donkey yeah. show really a thing? Um. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I never saw it, but I heard that. Uh, yeah, yes. same. Yes, that's funny. I finished high school in Orange County, so and so a lot of yeah. I didn't go, but I had a lot of. I people. saw a lot of. I there's a lot of things I can't say on the air that I did see in, in Tijuana strip clubs, but uh, 
Yeah. Yes. Uh, we'll just leave it there. We'll leave it there. We'll leave it in TJ. We'll, we'll, that's where we're going to go. Well, thinking very hard, we would love to hear the story of the very first concert you ever went to. Well, this is a good story, uh, I think. I don't know. This is, um, this actually is a San Diego story. San Diego Wild Animal Park used to put on concerts. Wow. And my grandmother and uh, and her husband, uh, Sal, were visiting. And, uh, or no, I think just my grandmother was there. And we took her to see B.J. Thomas. B.J. Thomas. B.J. Oh, and the wow. Bear? No, no. Raindrops keep falling oh, on my head. That guy. Oh, that guy. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. wow. B.J. And he's, I guess he was a. That's so sweet. He kind of was a Christian uh, musician at the time, but he did all the hits. So. <sighs> Which I don't know what the other hits are, but I know that was, <laughs> that's why. Well, he had some, he had some hits in the '70s, but I just I can't. I right now I can't I can't think of it. Yeah, that was your first concert. First ever. concert was taking Grandma to see B.J. Thomas because she liked B.J. Thomas. Were you able that's to so see cute. the wild animals prior to? Well, no, yeah, no, we we went to the wild animal park. That, that was, was a whole part thing. Of the day. Was a whole day, and yeah. then we went to see. Yeah, jeez, that's yeah. so fun. How old were you? Oh, jeez, twelve? No, no, fourteen. I think. Was Did you a, hate it? No, I was fine. I, I, it was fun going to the park. It was fun hanging out with my grandmother, and uh, you know, I was. It was kind of kitschy, actually. It's very kitschy. It's very yeah. interesting. Like so Americana. Like yeah. Like it's like, almost perfect. It You're been... such a much better kid than I was. Like <laughs> that would have just tortured me. I would have been like, I can't believe I have to hang out with my the mom. Wild Animal Park's pretty pretty cool. Yeah. Um, no, I just. Uh, it was, I think we just got to. We just got to California. Yeah, and uh, so it was just kind of hitting everything, and uh, and my and my grandmother came, and it was just, it was fun. It was a fun time. I uh, remember like growing up in New Jersey, and Six Flags was the big deal. And my dad was like begging the family, like, "Come on, Air Supply is going to be playing. I really want to go see Air Supply." Oh, yeah. And I just remember my sister and I like, "Dad, that sounds awful. <laughs> like that just right. sounds so lame." Yeah, and uh, <laughs> so yeah, I don't. I think my parents were. Sort of not, not a, they were kind of like, well, we got to do it, but we're not really into it. And okay. I, like, I was like, yeah, it's fine, whatever, you know? Yeah. So. You're so cool. BG. All right. What about the last show you saw, last concert you went to? Uh, other than seeing local bands, uh, I would say the Nine Inch Nails at the uh, Hollywood Palladium. Nice. Nine Inch Nails. Which may have, uh, may have uh, which I, I considered some of their songs, but may have uh, taken me from concert going. It's getting a little ridiculous. I, I um, it was cool to see them in such a small venue. Mm-hmm. Well, part of the part of the problem too was, I saw them on their quote unquote farewell tour in two thousand nine. Mm-hmm. I saw them the at infamous farewell at the, tours. Yeah, at the Wiltern <laughs> Theater, and where we were, we were up top where uh, we saw uh, Penn for Penn and Teller was up there uh, 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 with Ron Jeremy. We had uh, they had. Uh, Tony Canal from No Doubt was up there, mm. and I actually got I bumped fist with Eddie Van Halen. Nice. Oh my gosh. Yeah, because that's like, a fist was, to bump. This was like, yeah. Well, it was funny because I bumped his fist, and then everyone was like, because I gave him like one of the devil horns, and I bumped his fist, and then I went back to my seat, and when people were like, "Who's that?" I'm like, "That's Van Halen." Like, that's Van Halen because you know he's in the '60s yeah. now. Yeah. Uh, so, um, but they did their farewell tour. They went for like three hours. Wow. Did like every song you could think of. They had um, Dave Navarro played on a song. They had David Bowie's piano player play it on a few songs. They actually had the whole band Dillager Escape Plan play on a, a song. Like that, Gary Newman came out and sang on a bunch of songs. It was an amazing concert. So my friends like, hey, you want to go see Nine Inch Nails? I was like, how, how are they going to top that? Mm. And so, and, and then he's like, come on. So he got his, he got the tickets, and it's at the Palladium, which is a great place to see a band. But but um, he's like. 
you know, he wants to get out and be in the front row. He's like, come on, get rush, rush down here. I'm like, dude, I'm, I'm too old for this. I'm not going to sit here and play this game. And he's like, <laughs> and it's funny because he got there like two in the afternoon, got like a number, and he's like smushed up against the, the stage. I got, I lollygagged and got there about eight o'clock. I was in the third row. <laughs> Jesus and Mary Chain opened up, uh. which is great. They were fantastic. And uh, Death in Vegas was there too, which is a, a Electronica band that, uh, that was big in the uh, the late '90s. I didn't know that was them. They just did a couple songs and left. And then Jesus and Mary Chain were great. And then when Nine Snails started, like everybody just starts like just hopping around and pushing you around. I just don't like getting all pushed around and stuff. Yeah, and yeah. Like uh, I, I was there for a while, and then I just kind of I uh, went to the side of the stage because I, I just couldn't take it anymore. And then he brought his wife out. They sang a few songs. It was. It was good, but it was like I'd seen the ultimate, and it wasn't quite. I've seen them so many times, hmm. but they're a great live band. They're an amazing live band, and they, they were that night. Boy, that that farewell tour, it, it, it's like nice to see you again. You know, coming to see them again after the farewell. Well, tour. I mean, at least you know, yeah. at least it's the same. It's the same people. Like yeah. I, I keep hearing about, uh, you know, the bands have farewell tours, and then they kind of yeah, or a lot of uh, metal bands from the '80s. Like they have two bands. Yeah, yeah. Like the the lead singer has one band. <laughs> yeah. And the guitar player has one band. Like Great White has two bands. Right. LA Guns has two bands. Yeah. It's like you don't know who you're saying. War yeah. featuring Justin Timberlake. Yeah. <laughs> the kisses on their second farewell tour. The Who. Oh, the who. I saw the Who when I was in high school. Yeah, with a uh, clash. Eighty two. <laughs> yeah, it was like the farewell tour. tour. Yeah. That's what I, I saw. <laughs> and then I saw them at the Hollywood Bowl like four years ago. Yeah. Oh, yeah, well, it's yeah. half the who. Yeah, it's like Kiss. It's like it's it, half is just, that's pretty much what you're gonna get. Exactly. Uh, yeah. Well, Dark Mark, this has been so fun. Oh, I'm perfect. so <laughs> grateful for your time and energy, and thank you so much for oh, coming. No, this in. is so much fun. This is such a great. It's over already. I can't believe it. I know. Lies. Before you, before you, before we end the show, what are you working on? How do we find you if we want to argue with you about music more? Oh, at any time. Uh, I'm www.gothcomedian.com. I'm goth comedian on all social media, uh, Instagram, Snapchat, uh, uh, Twitter. I'm goth comedian on uh, on Facebook. Just and, don't call you on Facebook Messenger. Um, no, especially not at three fifteen in the morning. <laughs> uh, and also, I'm um, uh, the Dark Mark Show is uh, every week. Uh, it's on RenegadeRadio.com, and also twelve radio stations all over the country every Friday night at nine. And then uh, the next day on Saturday, it is on um, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, everything, every place you can hear this show, you'll be able to hear my show. And it, all sorts of crazy stuff, S&M, all the people I have on my show, I have on, on my sh- live shows I have on this show and, and more. So, And it's, it's coming up. Uh, it's going to be uh, six years that I've done uh, podcasts. My first podcast was in 2013. That's great. With Michael, the magician with the dove. Uh-huh. And- Anchor woman Bree Walker was my first guest. Bree Walker, <laughs> yes. How'd you get her? Uh, <laughs> we dated, but that's another story. Uh, okay, you'll be you'll be back. Bum, bum. <laughs> I, I, when she's back in town, I'll tell her about the White Tunes Shuffle. <laughs> okay, and she's in Hawaii, so hi Bree. Hi Bree. <clears throat> Thank you, Dark Mark. Thank you, David or Waterman, for Thank being the best Maggie. co-host ever. I've you. been Maggie Mayfield, and if you haven't already, please like, share, subscribe on any of the social medias at Y-Tunes Shuffle. Thank you for listening. Mm-hmm.